we go ladies and gentlemen welcome hello hope you're doing well uh it's uh tuesday may may 16th um send down to record i have about about 30 to 40 minutes uh which i think should be pretty good for the things that i've listed uh in front of me here not so organized um like usual but that's okay uh i think the biggest thing for me right now is staying consistent with it and even that's a little bit difficult um so not organized in terms of like how i want the entire thing to go but i do have some ideas some things that are uh i was able to pull from top of mind that i think will be pretty interesting i think it'll be yeah it'll be interesting for me just to flesh it out um and just to share i think that's uh another part of all of this like part of it is for me but then part of it is just sharing things too and yeah it's really the fun part of it and once i started thinking about it like that it was a little bit uh, less pressure let's say you don't have to be so serious all the time you know what i'm saying but anyways uh if anything that i mentioned today as usual if anything i mentioned in this recording is interesting reach out holla at me man because i like talking to people especially about things that i'm interested in so Holla at me. And uh, real quick, I just wanted to uh, give my good friend Derek a shout out. He's been on the pod before, uh, but he called me this past weekend just to catch up. Um, and he had mentioned that he listened to, I think, the re- yeah, the recent one in, in, in its entirety. And he actually brought up a lot of interesting points on things that I said. So I just want to give my guy a shout out. I appreciate you, man. And anybody else, too, if you spend even a little bit of, t- of your time with me uh that does mean a lot so thank you i appreciate you and hopefully it's time well spent um but anyhow just a couple quick hitters that uh i think will be pretty interesting to share some of it will get a little bit spicy um but so be it it's this the nature of these things uh the first thing is actually pretty fun pretty interesting uh we are we've been in my class actually as a school we've been doing state testing for the past two weeks pretty much for the month of may uh the sixth graders which are my students they're done um but they're still uh, the older kids the eighth graders they're still doing some i think the science portion so we're still on a testing schedule at the moment uh which is just a little bit different than normal obviously so and given and given that the kids, uh, I don't know, I guess you could say uh, like pretty much at the end of the school year, you can kind of think of this state testing as, you know, the cap to the year in terms of the curriculum and stuff. Math, I'm still using the curriculum, but history, we pretty much covered everything. So now we're kind of like, you know, open to whatever. And we've talked about it here and there, but the kids a lot of the kids a decent amount of kids were pretty interested in learning about the world wars so we've pretty much been speed running world war one world war two and the cold war recently so that's been a lot of fun uh students that aren't normally as engaged or pretty engaged in that it's it's interesting man like just this whole thing some kids are really into english some kids are really into writing some kids are really in, into math i'm sure well i don't know I'm sure the teachers understand that, right? And it's interesting, the engagement, right? Like, 
if you're not interested in math, you're going to be really disengaged. But when it comes time to get to writing, like you're going to be locked in, you're going to be ready to go, you're going to be eager to get the work done. So that part is really interesting to see. Overall, it's been a lot of fun uh, learning about the wars. It's something that I'm curious about, I'm interested in. I'm, I like history, especially in the context of the United States. Uh, and just overall, as I've learned more and more, so relearning uh, about these wars and the impact and consequences and all that has been a lot of fun for me too. Uh, shout out to Oversimplified on YouTube. I think they're a great resource for any classroom setting. Any person interested in getting a better understanding, I think those videos are informative and fun and engaging. So. Shout out to Oversimplified, the students love it. If you're a sixth grade teacher, definitely check it out. Or yeah, any teacher interested in exposing your kids to uh, this information. This information, I did not say disinformation, I said this information, just to be clear. But anyhow, been a lot of fun. It's cool to learn about it, to refresh my memory. And overall, I think I, I'll just quickly mention that it, Everything in sixth grade has been a lot of fun learning about uh, the ancient civilizations specifically. I didn't really have like good memory of all those from my sixth grade. So it was kind of cool to, to go over that recently with all that stuff like Egypt, Mesopotamia, Rome, Greece, China, India. Yeah, really interesting to, to learn about that. Even a little bit of the science stuff too. Uh, earth, the body, cells, reproduction, uh, evolution. So a lot of fun stuff that I've learned and refreshed my memory on uh, being, being a sixth grade teacher, which has been cool. The next thing that, or the next couple things actually, are a little bit related, but we'll get spicy. <sighs> so be it, so be it. If uh, you don't hear from me, you may know why. But anyways, <laughs> that was a bad joke. Excuse that. Pretend like that didn't happen, please. But anyways, I recently have been scrolling Twitter and uh, just part, part to stay up to date on a lot of uh, economic information, economic and like the cryptocurrency space in general, uh, Bitcoin specifically, but the, the whole space all together yeah and today I saw that Elon Musk was trending um, which I'm sure happens pretty often yeah I'm sure it happens pretty often he's a pretty active guy he's on Twitter in the public space so and people love to hit on him but yeah today he was trending and it was associated with Epstein uh, Jeffrey Epstein which is kind of crazy if you're not familiar with who Jeffrey Epstein is I would just you know just go on Twitter and check it out. Read a couple things. Um, yeah, read a couple things that you deem credible, right? And obviously, this is a time and place where a lot of things on the internet are not so credible, but I think there are some credible things out there related to this guy named Jeffrey Epstein. I don't want to say too much, just because, again, it could get spicy, but. Anyhow, Elon Musk was uh, trending because apparently, I think somebody is subpoenaing him to share details, like financial transaction details, 
related to him and Jeffrey Epstein, which is kind of crazy. I didn't get a chance to like, you know, get into the details but of it because it's it's a lot of different sources and Twitter is kind of all over the place. I don't understand it exactly, um, but anyways, pretty much, he, I, I'm pretty sure he tweeted that uh, their allegations, right? And he was pretty pretty adamant about it. Now. I'm not taking any sides here, uh, given this is a pretty recent development, because before this, I had never heard Elon Musk being associated with Jeffrey Epstein, so this is kind of new. Uh, but again, very spicy, if true. And uh, what to say about it? Pretty interesting for Elon. Again, I'm not taking sides, but I do. I am aware that people do love to hate on this guy, and I'm sure he has his flaws. No, definitely, he definitely has his flaws, but um, don't we all, right? And I think one thing that I find pretty admirable about this guy is that at least in the work that he is interested in, in his field, in his profession, he is really trying to push the boundaries. Now, the execution and all that, you know, and him as a person, you can... I'm sure you can find plenty of things to be critical of, but I think the the mentality, um, the mentality and the try to and the work that he's trying to do, I think, is pretty admirable. Something to consider and something to maybe appreciate is too strong of a word, but at least acknowledge. I think is a is a good way to put it. Acknowledge that he is trying to make an impact, and you know, he may be inappropriate or blunt or just not your taste uh, and has plenty of flaws like all of us do but I think um, yeah people love to hate on him so this could be uh, you know a high level what do they call it like slandering you know high level slandering they might just try to you know throw more dirt on his name I don't know man uh, we'll see how that proceeds. We'll see what happens with that. I'll say overall, the Jeffrey Epstein situation is really interesting, man. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Okay, there we go. Um, the Jeffrey Epstein situation is really interesting. I've never, I don't think I've ever read like the entire details in one place, which I think is kind of hard to do because. There's so much detail to this. There's so much context and uh, a lot of different sources, I imagine. But my understanding, broadly speaking, is that this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, was closely connected to, interacted with, transacted with, did business with, fundraised for a lot of high-level people in the world, from celebrities, politicians, uh, professors, uh, bureaucrats, even like people in... Uh, in the financial industry too so pretty much all over the place high level place uh and put them in situations where i think they're vulnerable to blackmail essentially so the idea is allegedly they would fly to an island i don't know where this island is and where they would have a lot of uh, underage uh yeah a lot of underage workers and i think most people will understand what i mean by that where these high-level, famous, powerful, wealthy people would go and, you know, kind of do their thing. 
and Jeffrey Epstein allegedly suicided himself, right? I think that's the story in his prison, and there's a whole bunch of stuff about that. And I think broadly speaking, it's it's really something to consider. So uh, there's another person that's pretty related to this as well, who's Jelaine Maxwell. At least all of this, let me just be very clear, all of this is just the information that I've been able to piece together. And really, in my view, that's the kind of space and time we're in where you can't really put your entire trust into one place, right? Because that one place could become manipulated, could switch, could be a charlatan, a grifter, et cetera, et cetera, be compromised. So for me, given the, the nature of the time we're in, it's really important to pull information from different sources. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, just wanted to acknowledge that, that, you know, this is just my, my best understanding of the situation, trying to get into it, but obviously, again, not having the entire picture, not having the full context, this court case, this date, this affiliation, blah, blah, blah. A lot of details to it, obviously, right? Um, but yeah, this person who is his close affiliate, who helped him traffic a lot of people is Jelaine Maxwell and she was recently sentenced to like 20 years I'm pretty sure for that like uh, trafficking underaged uh, people but for whatever reason they have not released the list or like yeah like a list of names of the clients like who did these workers get trafficked to and who was doing business with them and that's something that a lot of people have brought up you know amongst the public is like what's going on why are we not talking about this why is this not like major priority if it involves if it incriminates so many different powerful people so many well-known public figures blah 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 it's really something to consider I think for me personally right like I already have a pretty uh, like I tend towards distrust like trust is something really hard-earned and uh, has to be really well maintained for me personally and I think that seems to be the case for the American public for the most part and uh, this is just another example of a situation that erodes trust where we can't get the full picture we don't know exactly who was involved and the media uh, public figures will try to squash it try to brush it under the rug as much as possible which is unfortunate. But then at the same time, given the space that we're in with the internet, you have people, willing voices that are, you know, at least bringing attention to it. And again, for me, in my eyes, just something to consider, right? Like something to think about in all of this. There's so many things, right? It's a pretty spicy time in the world in general. So many things you could talk about, point to this being one of them. Um, so yeah, something to consider. Why are we not talking about this a little bit more? But I'm sure you can say that about a lot of other things too. So I'll leave it at that. Again, uh, I'm happy. I'm okay. If you don't hear from me, this might be the reason. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> The other thing that came to mind that was pretty interesting that I saw, I've seen recently, there was a clip going, <sighs> I forget the speaker, but 
uh, it, they were on the show like the Morning Joe, I think is the, the news station. I don't know if it's like NBC, ABC, one of those, right? But the show is called Morning Joe. And then they had some guests on. I don't know who the guests were. I think they might have been an advisor to Joe Biden. And they were talking about Robert Kennedy Jr., I think his name is. Pretty much the guy that's uh, trying to be the president for running as a, being, uh, is a presidential candidate for the upcoming election and seems to be like they were mentioning how he was polling at <clears throat> about 20 percent 19 percent in that oh, oh yeah they were talking about the primaries saying how well if there's going to be challengers another one is Marianne Williamson if there's going to be challengers then there should be a primary debate I think is what it is <coughs> where you know the Democratic candidates will you know get on stage and have a debate and the guest it was a woman <coughs> uh, pretty much said outright that you know given that Joe Biden is an incumbent and given that he's running again there doesn't need to be an debate there will not be a debate and the Democratic uh, National Convention the, Dem the whoever leads that and the Democratic Party as an entity seems that there's not going to be a debate um, which is, in my view, really interesting. It's, uh, so I actually have uh, many critiques of the Democratic Party altogether. This being another example. I think it's a pretty blatant example. Like, uh, what, to, what to say about it? I think, why would they be so adamant? I mean, if this is true, right? If this is true. And to say it, you know, outright like that, it just felt a little bit, uh, like, it's it just, it seems to be par for the course of the Democratic Party. Like, there's a lot of hubris, there's a lot of, like, I know better, I know what's best, listen to me, and everything will be fine and dandy. And just the idea of, like, no, we're not going to have debates, even though these other candidates are, seem to be vile candidate, viable viable candidates that are gaining attention that have some traction you know their supporters I'm sure are affiliated with the Democratic Party and would appreciate the opportunity for their <coughs> the candidate that they support to have an opportunity right to challenge the incumbent Joe Biden see where he's at critique what he's done critique what he hasn't done and you know see see what happens from there um so that's something that also caught my attention that was really interesting uh <coughs> that you know again just something to consider right like this is supposed to be a place where ideas uh can be challenged where people can speak openly or at least people should have the opportunities to speak openly, to voice their thoughts, but then also that at the same time to have their voice and their thoughts challenged, right? To have alternative perspectives raised and considered, right? Let's uh, open the floor to everybody, right? I think that having access to share your voice and your opinion is vital. But then at that point, right, everything is fair game to be challenged, to be critiqued, to be, uh, to poke holes in. And just, the f again, the idea that there is not going to be a debate, you're saying this this far in advance, is just 
I, I don't know. It seems uh, anti-democratic, as the people in the Democratic Party like to say very much. It's, um, you know, it's harmful to, to our democracy. It seems, in my opinion, if that's what it feels like. Uh, but again, I don't know who, I, I can't remember exactly who this person was, but I'm pretty sure, again, the show is Morning Joe. I'm sure you can find it. Morning Joe, uh, talking about the primary, like no primary debates. It was, uh, yeah, it was a woman, and I'm pretty sure she was a, some kind of advisor to the Biden administration. Um, you know what, while I'm at it, might as well just, we're, we're already thick in the mud here. So let's, let's, let's go for a swim. Another thing that came up recently is this four-minute compilation of a whole bunch of news outlets. A lot of the people, like famous people on news out, like, uh, let's say left-leaning news outlets, ABC, NBC, CNN, that kind of stuff. And then even a couple of public officials, uh, I think Leanna Wen. Uh, she's an Asian lady. I forget what her role is. Something related to the CDC or NIH, if I remember correctly. But anyways, <coughs> there's a four-minute compilation of all these folks pretty much uh, demonizing people that chose to get chose not to get vaccinated during COVID, and and they, you know, I think it, it, it's worth a watch. I think it definitely is worth a watch. Um, what to say about it. I think I've already shared this, but if I haven't shared it, so be it. I think whatever. Yeah, whatever. So I chose not to. And just for quick context, and funny enough, I actually had an appointment set up to get the first dose once it was made available to people like me. But um, what happened? The day before, like a couple days before, I was hanging out with a friend, and I had mentioned that I was I had set up my appointment, <clears throat> and you know we got into a conversation about, you know, are you sure? He pretty much asked me like, are you sure about that? And we had like a pretty interesting conversation after that, and I. Uh, following that I really like paused for a second I was like all right you know what maybe I'm like uh, maybe I'm gonna take my time right so at that at that time I was not <clears throat> I was still not opposed to it like I was like all right you know what maybe this is still a little bit too soon let me just pause on it for the time being uh, I'm cool for now at least at the time I felt cool and uh, it sucks because this is worth its own conversation but I'll just try to you know speed run this a little bit but provide context at the same time i as the so this is like march no 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 this is like april 2021 i want to say i think that's when the vaccines were starting to become available to like general public like in march maybe april may sometime in that range and as time went on like the summer passed and the winter passed and I was just exposed to a lot more information that made me pause, that made me, um, you know, really consider like, is this something that I have to do right now? Is it a priority for me? And the more information I got, 
the more that I was willing to pause and say, okay, you know what, I might be okay without it. Now, again, this was a personal decision that I made with as much information as context as possible, right? Like, again, I'm the type to take in everything <coughs> from a variety of sources, uh, from all different perspectives, opposing, right? And kind of synthesize the information for myself. What The way I heard it described recently is, it's actually quite cool, it's like you gather information from everywhere and you make a mosaic of it that you, you know, again, synthesize and interpret for yourself. Like, okay, given all this information that I've been able to piece together, this is what I deem credible, this is what I um, believe to be close to the truth, let me use this to inform the decisions that I make. And that's kind of where I ultimately landed. And so that's kind of my just brief experience journey with it right obviously there's a lot more detail like wh how what exactly what e what exactly was the information that kind of uh, influenced my decision making again I think I will get to the uh, COVID specific podcast eventually I think it's worth it I think it's worth it I think I'll, I definitely want to do it just need a little more time to be thoughtful and lay it out uh, yeah lay the journey out essentially but anyways, I brought that up because I came across this four-minute compilation of these talking heads really demonizing the people that got vaccinated, saying all kinds of things like, you know, take their money away, take their jobs away, uh, we should get rid of them, uh, put them in their own place, don't give them access to medical resources, don't let them in, um, re-education, just really stigmatizing, demonizing, degrading uh, the people that made these choices and you know obviously I'm a little bit biased because I chose not to but even if like it, it just feels like to me that coercion and um, speaking down on finger wagging is just not the way to convince people to do something like if it's something worth doing I think you put the information out there you put it out there and if it's good enough, it people will gravitate towards it, right? People will fi find out through word of mouth or through observation, through their own eyes and interpretation, like, oh, okay, like, this is actually something I should consider and do and uh, put into my life, whatever. And it just felt like that was not the case at all. It just felt like, you know, again, degrading, uh, just the utmost speaking down on people for making a choice and not and giving them the weakest possible argument like oh you probably just got a whole bunch of disinformation misinformation you're probably a wacky conspiracy theorist oh sorry for you like you should follow the science is what a lot of people would say right phrases like that like really not giving people in an honest interpretation like oh, okay like this person probably has legitimate reasons for not getting vaccinated now does that mean that there aren't crazies out there that will you know talk about some wild stuff to back up their decision making of course there are right but here's how I've heard it is pretty much there's there are definitely some rational caring compassionate empathetic people 
uh, that take in information, that do try to make their decisions based on data and science and truth-seeking that chose not to get vaccinated. And it just felt like people that were on the other side never gave those an honest, you know, an honest interpretation, a good faith interpretation, good faith, I think. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, I'll leave it at that. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I think it's worth a watch. I'm sure you can find it on Twitter, on YouTube. It's a four-minute compilation, which is wild, man. It's wild watching that video. It definitely arcs you a little bit, but, you know, I think, uh, <sighs> I don't know. Eventually, you know, people come figure it out on their own, essentially, and you don't have to gloat, you don't have to feel vindicated, you just kind of let the truth speak for itself, I think, is it's probably a common phrase, right? So we'll leave it at that, the uh, full-length COVID conversation at a later date. A um, couple more things. This is, uh, this one is on, will be on the topic of taking a break. And I just wanted to share a little bit, you know, it'd be interesting to hear if other people have thoughts on it. <coughs> uh, but just more so for me, just to share a little bit. So this is the last week that I'll be coaching basketball, at least for the time being, for the time being. And this is also the last week where I'll stop uh, doing basketball classes. So I told the person, like, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to chill for a little bit. And we're pretty much halfway through May. That means for halfway through May and June. Uh, after work, my schedule is pretty open now, which is kind of cool. But it's also kind of nerve-wracking because now I have to figure out how I'm going to spend that time. Now, I've been doing basketball pretty much every day, almost every, every day, if not every other day, every week for the past year and a half, two years. And... Essentially, I'm just going to take like a couple weeks break, like at minimum, probably three to four weeks just to, yeah, just to chill out for a little bit, kind of come back, hopefully come back rejuvenated, motivated to keep getting after it. But then also using this time to focus on some other stuff too, like just getting a whole bunch of errands and stuff done around the house. But um, it's something I've been thinking about a lot, both because I mentioned it before, but pretty, pretty deep in the grind. And I think, you know, I know that life is a marathon, so breaks are important. And I kind of, that's kind of what I'm going into this with, the mentality I'm going into this with. Like, I'm not taking a break to just stop entirely. I'm taking a break so that I can rest, rejuvenate, and then keep it pushing. Get back into the game, right? Like, nobody plays 48 minutes. Nobody plays the entire game when it comes to sports. Like, everybody needs rest. I guess unless you're like a soccer player or other sports that don't. But anyways. I'm going to take a break, so I look forward to it. I, I do. Um, my schedule is open, so now I can kind of fill it in however I please. But that's also like a dangerous thing, too, where people actually, uh, you know, think that free time is cool because, ah, now I get to set my own schedule. Now I get to do what I want. But the dark side of it is that... Um, you know, sometimes you don't know how to organize your time, and it's actually a lot harder than one might think. So having, like, a routine, having a schedule is actually pretty helpful. But, um, yeah, here we are. I look forward to it. I think it's much needed. I've been feeling it pretty tough recently. And it'd just be nice to, like, 
not have to like check my phone all the time be thinking about what i need to do next preparing for the next thing just to just to be cool kind of moving my own pace focus on the things that again that have been put on the back burner for the past couple months so i look forward to that and uh what else can i say you know what we'll leave it at that i think that's a pretty good place to stop the other the other things i think could probably be eh, you know what I'll just quickly say, yeah, I'll just mention it just because I did put it down, whatever. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was dealing with discomfort. And I guess it's been on my mind because the saunas have hit harder recently, like maybe because it's getting hotter over here in Manteca, but the saunas have hit harder and... uh, What else? Uh, For whatever reason, like when i'm in the classroom or in school like and the the kids around me are going crazy like they're yelling and screaming and talking and going all over the place like it's irked me a little bit more like i'm still pretty cool calm uh but it's been harder to you know block it out as like background noise white noise whatever um yeah it's been a little bit harder still able to do it but it's been a little bit harder and yeah dealing with discomfort i think is um it's been a big part of my life i think you got to be able to do it you got to be able to sit through something that you just don't want to be in and even though it sucks i think it does build character i think tolerance for these kinds of things is really important right like if you are easily tilted easily angered easily discomfort that's not a verb but if you are easily made discomfortable you know not a good thing because then you know an opponent or somebody an adversary can you know use that as a chink in your armor so just something that i've been thinking about brought it up but i didn't really have like a, a thing that i wanted to say about it other than just bringing it up it's something that i was on my mind but anyways if you made it this far i appreciate you once it's released you know keep a close eye on me make sure <laughs> make sure i'm still around and uh we'll leave it at that thank you for listening again if you made it this far hope you're doing well and hope to see you in the next one